All right, we've been on a little bit of a hiatus, but welcome back to Trumbull Dads. I think it's been what maybe a month, guys. Um, <laughs> so anyway, we got we got Brian BG over here and Rob Finn <laughs> along with myself, Nate Moyer, uh, the town of Trumbull, Trumbull Dads. So anyway, guys, uh, welcome back. I know we've kind of seen each other, but the podcast has not seen us in a while. Um, we'll go ahead and start with the World Series, even though I think that's like a week and a half old. That was still pretty <laughs> exciting. Washington Nationals won uh, Game Seven, so it went, it went a full Game uh, Seven game series. Really exciting. What What are your thoughts? We'll start with you, Brian. What, what are your thoughts on the World Series? How it ended? Uh, it was great. You know, the Yankees. All oh, right, the Yankees didn't win, but uh, I actually was pulling for the Nats to to win this year. They are, uh, you know, the comeback kids. Uh, before the all-star break they were not even a chance of sniffing the playoffs and they got they rallied themselves together made the world series and won it all and kind of had everybody at least baseball fans uh, that weren't astros fans rooting for them it was very exciting to watch to see them win and having all road game wins something special uh, that i don't think we've ever seen before in any sport so that was that was really fun to watch yeah, it takes away the whole home field advantage. It was actually a disadvantage this year. Um, so I guess that worked out in Nats' favor. Rob, what, what about you? What did you think of the World Series? I want to say congratulations to the Montreal Expos organization for winning their first championship. I couldn't say I could officially wanted to root for the Nationals, but I am a National League guy, so congratulations to the Nats. Um, I thought it was a great series. I thought you know, every game... There was no real blowouts. I mean, I know it was kind of late, but every game started exciting and um, some questionable moves by both teams. But, uh, you know, the Nats won and, and I think they were the better team. I mean, I think they just uh, they surpassed expectations and congratulations. It was exciting. You know, it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the 2001 World Series, the Diamondbacks and Yankees, where it was like the first team was up two zip, then they lost three in a row. And then they won the last two, except this was completely different because Arizona had the home field advantage. They won all their home games. The Yankees won all their home games. <laughs> this time it was the complete opposite, but it was the same thing where the first two, you went up to zip, you can't, you know, and then they lost three in a row. Momentum shifted. They went back to Houston. Everybody kind of thought, oh, the Nats are toast. And then they pulled off to get it to a game seven. Okay. And then um, had a dramatic game, you know, game seven, which was which was a lot of fun. So, I mean, I was definitely rooting for the Nats. Um, I've got some good friends. I've kind of take. I, I have to kind of say the Nats are kind of my second favorite team if I had one. Um, the Dimebacks are obviously my first. But I've gone to a lot of Nationals games, been to RFK Stadium. Um, it just has some good friends, so I kind of adopted them. And I was a little disappointed for my friends. They, they went to all three games, um, game three, four, and five. And they didn't get to see him win one there. Um, I At the beginning, when they won the first two games, I was kind of excited, like, hey, they might clinch it in D.C. How cool would that be? Um, so anyway, that was that was really cool to see them in there. So I got the little – I found a baby shark towel that has a baby shark, you know, World Series champions. That was a pretty cool moment with the baby shark. Um, but, yeah, do you guys have a, do you guys have a favorite moment? Um, Rob, you have a favorite moment from the World Series? Any you know, game? I – I don't know about my favorite, but I think the most memorable is going to go down in game six with that interference call at first base. And man, if the if the Astros had won that, you know, and won the World Series on that, that would have been crazy. I, I still don't understand the call, how you get interference call from a guy running over the bag when it was a bad throw by the pitcher over the first base. Are you talking that's about the, the one play? That's sticks out there. 
The Trey Turner. Are you talking run? about the play where where he was? They said he was running inside the baseline. Yeah. Well, yeah. They so said they he said he was running inside ball. the baseline, but if you look at the replay, he really wasn't. No. He he was because it it's like a double wide there, so he still run, he was still running in the dirt, but the dirt portion there and ran for it now. It might have took a little curve to the to the inside, but I don't think he was interfering with that play whatsoever. But I agree with you. I mean, if if they had if if that play meant the Astros won that game, yeah, they won the World Series because of that. I mean, that would have went down as one of the most controversial calls ever. I think even more so than uh, Jeffrey Mayer. Right, and it's not that you. Everyone's makes an error, human error. It's part of the game. It's umpires, but now we have instant replay. And the fact that they took ten minutes and had seven angles, and still ruled it interference, just baffles me. I just don't understand what Tori's explanation of it is. I mean, if that ball is thrown right at the first baseman, like it should have been, he doesn't hit him. Nothing happens. So he pretty much got hit with the ball. He was past the guy. No part of his arm or his leg hit the guy. He hit the glove because the guy hit the glove. You know. So I don't know. Uh, that's kind of my most memorable part of the World Series. I am just glad that you know the Nat, the Nats ended up winning that game, and we're not here talking about that play as the deciding factor. Oh yeah, that could have been that could have been terrible. Um, yeah, I, I think my favorite moment was just uh, honestly, it's it sounds weird, but um, I, seeing all my friends' posts after they won the World Series. I mean, they were so excited. They were going to go to the stadium, I guess, to watch it, but it was pouring rain, so they went to this. Um, bar that's it's in dc called the brig that we all went we watched the world world cup final there the women's world cup final so it's kind of a cool little place and uh just knowing you know he's seeing all the celebration videos and things they sent i was really excited for for my friends just like i'd be excited if if the yankees were to ever make it back to a world series in our lifetime i'd probably be excited for uh for brian or if the mets ever you know even sniff the the uh, world series or playoffs no, I, i'd be just as excited happen. for them um so that was kind of mine but um, so what do you guys think in game seven? We talked about Granky. Um, well, actually, you know what guys first, let, let's go back. What are we drinking tonight? Cause I completely goofed that up cause we've been off for a few weeks and uh, anyway, anyway, so uh, Rob, what, what are you drinking tonight? We'll go with you first. Tonight I'm going a little desserty style. I have a back East ice cream, man. It's a Citra Indian pale ale. Um, very delicious, nice and smooth. If you don't have, if you've never had one, highly recommended. Fun little tidbit. The cover, the can picture, the picture on the can there, is the same as the uh, Grateful Dead Europe '72 uh, album cover. Nice. For all those deadhead deadheads out there, I've actually had there that ice go. cream man. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Uh, they have a double IPA version, right? Which is the double scoop, which I just had a couple weeks ago, which was also very tasty. Brian, what do you got over there? Well, it was one of two Treehouse that are left in my fridge. I have the Julius, tried and true, oldie goodie. A good, uh, what is it, six point something uh, on a Monday night. I'll take it. All right. And I'm drinking, uh, it's called Mother Road Brewing Company, which is out of Flagstaff, Arizona, where Northern Arizona is, which is where I went to school. Um, I had my, my mom actually visited, so I had her bring me a can. Um, I'm drinking a, it's called Lost Highway, which is a double black IPA. So it's it's an eight percenter. It's a good one. If, if we start, if I start getting a little slurry at the end of this podcast, we'll know why, but um, that's a tasty, tasty dark IPA. I really like it. Um, so anyway, we'll go back to wherever we were now that I've taken us off topic. But what do you guys think about pulling Granky? Granky got pulled in game seven. He was playing really well. He gave up two hits. And A.J. Hinch decided to pull him. 
And as soon as they pulled him, the Nats just went nuts. They got some runs like right away. Um, obviously, Granky got the earned run on base. But uh, what do you, what do you guys think, Rob? What was your thought on that? Do you think he should have left Granky in? You think he was right to take him out? Garrett Cole never even came in. What what were your thoughts on that? Um, Granky looked very good. I you know he let up those you know was it going into the seventh inning was when he pulled him. I think he kind of jumped the gun a little bit, and he got worried, and he uh, I think he ended up paying for it. I, I don't know. I know they have a good bullpen, but uh, I don't know. When you have your starter and he's on fire like that, I, I, I'm, I'm very reluctant to pull a starter, you know, mid-inning like that. Let him finish out the inning, especially when you had 80 pitchers. You know, it wasn't like he was uh, stressed at all. He was cruising through. He let up a couple of bad, you know, bad hits there, but... I don't know. I think he pulled the gun a little early, and he ended up paying for it. Brian, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I always err on the side. Of, like Rob said, you kind of keep your starter in, but that's not the game that we're watching now. You know, starters, four, five innings, maybe six. They're pulling them. They're all going by the sabermetrics and the, the percentages. You know, if they get a lefty or righty, they're going to bring them in, face a certain batter, or they're trying to, you know, maybe – force the other team's hand and get them to bring in somebody else. Uh, you know, there are a lot of, lot of moves uh, that they can make or maybe don't make. You know, we sit here after the fact and, and tear it apart, but uh, it could have very easily went the other way. I think uh, he took a gamble and, and lost it. Unfortunately, it was uh, not the day to make that kind of gamble. Yeah, and I think not even putting in Cole, I mean, personally, I think I would have let Granky at least finish out the inning. I th- you know, to me, I think if I would have, if he would have let the bases get loaded or something like that, I think that's you can get a little weary on that. But I don't know. Granky was doing well. I think Granky's got to be so upset. Um, well, he shouldn't be that upset. He went from the Diamondbacks to the Astros and got to go to a World Series. But um, you know, he he really deserved to win that game. I'm glad he didn't, but he really did. I think I feel like he just he pitched so well. Um, yeah, that was just a that just ended up being you know it's it, the hindsight is twenty twenty right that now we know exactly that he should have stayed in but at the time it made sense so but you know what that's why we're not major league managers right like this is what we think and that's what he thinks he gets paid the big bucks little fact um, AJ Hench actually started his managerial career with the Diamondbacks he came from like the front office the Diamondbacks were like who is you know fans are like who is this guy where is this guy coming from um, so you know kind of nice to see quite a few Diamondback alumni in that world in the uh, playoffs this year but um, and AJ Hinch actually got a start there so anyway um so we've kind of talked about the World Series let's not talk about just a little bit more Major League Baseball and then we'll obviously probably not talk about this for a few months on the podcast um so next year you guys have favorites I think we all know who everybody's favorite is this year or next year right um because Brian you're you're not a Yankees fan anymore right you're gonna root for somebody else or you pulling for you think the Yankees are gonna Make the World Series next year? Yeah. Aren't they <laughs> supposed to go to the World Series every year? Well, they haven't been, what, in 10 years they haven't been to the World Series? Is that correct? This is the first, this is the first decade? decade in Ever. about 80 or 90 years that they've, that they've missed going to the World Series at least once. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. And Rob, I assume you're the Mets fan. You're always delusional and think they're going to win the World Series every year, right? Because... We'll say delusional, but you're just a diehard fan. There's always next year, right? It's always next. It's our year is next year. That's the Mets fan mantra. Next year is our year. Well, you no, know what? I am, uh, I'm excited with Carlos Beltran. I think it'll be interesting. It's kind of like it's where the league is going. 
Um, I, I, I wasn't sure about Joe. Um, I think he, he might have clashed with Brody, and I think Brody wanted his own guy in there that he can have a little bit more control over. Uh, I think Beltran's a very smart baseball player. So, yes, I'm excited for next year. I don't know if they'll win the World Series, but I think they'll be a much better team with Beltran as, as manager than a Mickey, though. What do you guys think so of the we'll Nats? See. Do you think the Nats have any chance, or do you think this is just kind of a special year? Do you think they can make some no, noise in the done. playoffs? <laughs> they're done. A lot of the a lot of the players are gonna you know they've entered free agency. I think Rendon might be a free agent. Correct, I, I might yes. be wrong on that one, but I think Rendon's yep. a free agent. Strasburg declined his option. He's a free agent. Um, I think those are two big pieces of them winning the World Series and getting to the playoffs. If uh, if those two are out and anybody else, it's gonna be hard unless they really go hard in free agency. But you know Juan Soto is really good. I don't know if he can carry that team, uh, but. They had all the right pieces this year, and if they don't bring them all back, it's going to be tough because everybody else is going to reload, including the Mets. You yeah. know, and you, you know what's going to you know what happens to his teams that they get a little uh, World Series hangover too. You know, first one ever. You know, it's just going to have a down year. Expectations will be high. I don't think they'll be as gritty and, and uh, hungry for it. So you see that a lot. You know, where the World Series he doesn't even make the playoffs the following year. Plus, you always have injuries that could happen too. Um, but, you know, I mean, last year they lost Bryce Harper in the offseason, right? That was a big hit. And then this year they they won. I mean, obviously the funny joke was that Bryce Harper in his uh, pregame con- – or, you know, what is it? Uh, spring training conference was saying something about we want to bring a title back to D.C. Well, this he had just signed with the, the Phillies. He just kind of made a, you know, a little flub there. And I think that, that kind of went viral after they won the World Series that they said, well, Bryce Harper, you know, he's a man of his word apparently. So – um, you know, I, I don't know. And Bryce Harper, man, that was talk about the right decision by the Nationals because he did not have a great year, and um, they did they did a lot better without him. What does they say? It was Bryceless instead of Priceless. It was Priceless. Yeah, uh, um, he's over, he's overrated. He's always been. Overrated. I think I think they really did show that he was a little bit overrated. Obviously, he's still talented, but <clears throat> you threw him on that Phillies team. He didn't seem to do too well. Um, for the record, the Mets have odds currently to win the World Series is twenty two to one. Brian, your Yankees are five to one to win the World Series. This is extremely early. We'll see what happens, but um, you know, I would like to see the. I, I'm going to make fun of them, but I, I would like to see the Mets do well. Uh, you know, obviously, we have another friend that's a Mets fan. Rob's a Mets fan. It'd be nice to see these guys get excited to see their team in the playoffs this year. I don't know about World Series, but you know, improve and make the worlds and make the uh, playoffs is probably a. You guys would be probably happy with that. I'll take October baseball anytime. <laughs> go to? A, would you go to a game? In the first round, uh, yeah, because it might be the only time I get to see him. So yes, <laughs> where Brian's probably like, eh, I'll just wait till you know the AL- ALCS or World Series. Yeah, if the ALCS Game Six ALCS, I'll take it. There you go. Um, all right, so um, Rob, we, we kind of talked a little bit off air about the candidates for Rookie of the Year, Cy Young, and Manager of the Year. Now, one of you guys were talking about you had the list of the the ca- the uh, candidates. Can you guys? I forget which one of you had it, but. Yeah, we uh, well, we already right before we came on, we heard uh, Alonzo and Alvarez were both rookies of the year for uh, for the Mets and Astros. I think both very deserving. Both had great years. Um, I think later on this week it'll be the NL and AL Manager of the Year is up next. And we got Craig Council, Mike Schlitt, Brian Snitker from the Braves, and the AL we got uh, Rocco Bardelli, Aaron Boone up there with the Yankees, and then uh, Kevin Cash. So I'll uh, I'll pitch it to Brian. Who do you think? NL and AL. Ooh, National League is going to be tough. Uh, I think all three of those guys had good years. I'm going to discount the Brewers because they're good. 
I think uh, I'd probably go with Snitker from the Braves. You know, he's got a young team. Uh, they were projected to do very well this year, and they did do very well. Uh, is he a rookie manager this year? I'm too familiar with him, but I, I know what he's what the Braves accomplished this year with that young team, and the, the, I I think he did a good job. Um, and then American League got to go Rocco. The Twins were amazing. Uh, really, I guess you want to call it come out of nowhere, but the Twins have always been kind of a, a lackluster team, and uh, they put up just as many run, uh, home runs the, uh, the Yankees this year, and really kind of killed it. Well, until they got to the playoffs, but uh, they they did really well. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I agree. Syndicate had a good year, but I, I think I might give it to the Cardinals guy uh, Schlitt. He had a. I don't think they were favored. I think everyone thought it was going to be the Cubs and Brewers. Um, you know, they thought they'd be a good team, but you know what? Uh, I think Mr. Nate called that. That was his kind of sleeper pick, and they ended up taking over that central and, and winning. So I, I might lean towards him a little bit. Uh, but I agree with you with Rocco. I mean, those twins, like you said, they came out of nowhere and won a lot more games than people expected them to. And uh, I mean, but I mean, both Kevin Cash and Aaron Boone, I mean, the Yankees and Rays were both very good teams. Everyone gave it to Boston, and you know both those guys were like whatever, and they did a, both did a great job. But I'd give it to Rocco. I think there was just more, uh, not as much expectations, and he had a good team there. Yeah, I liked I liked the Twins manager. I think we could we kind of talked about that, um, kind of all the points you guys made, and I liked Council. Um, I, I think Council's a very smart baseball mind, and I think with Yelich went down, um, he still kept that team together, and they still you know still pushed on you thought they were going to kind of nosedive after that and they didn't they came together and he he got them to the playoffs now obviously they lost the wild card game but still he got him he got him you know kept them focused and got him into the playoffs uh, when they easily could have just crumbled based on that so i'll i'll take counsel on on that one so what are the candidates for the other one rob did you have the cy young What's yeah we got the, the cy young we got the gom rue scherzer for the nats al you got garrett cole Charlie Morton, who's a Connecticut guy, by the way, Fairfield Prep, I believe, and then uh, Justin Verlander and the Astros. Um, I don't know if, I, if I, I'm taking picks. Um, I think Rue wins for the Dodgers. I think, you know, he had a good year. Uh, he kind of faltered towards the ends, but I'm not sure if Scherzer or DeGrom did enough to overtake him. And then, um, I mean, Garrett Cole, I think, is, is just by default going to win that. I mean, he's just had an incredible year. He didn't lose a game after May 22nd. So, I mean, he had a great year and a pretty good postseason. So, I think you're going to give it to him. Yeah. Um, let's see. I will say, I, I mean, I, I, I got to make the joke, right? I, I've got my eye on Max Scherzer, if you see what I did wow. there. He's got the two different color eyes. Uh, which um, one, the blue or the brown? <laughs> I'll, say, I'll just say the blue one. I have got blue eyes, I guess. We'll say a blue one. Um, man, have you ever looked when they, when they zoom in on his face? That's a little creepy to me, but... Hey, it works for him. Um, also, another Dimeback alumni started his career with the Dimebacks, of course. He was good, so the Dimebacks decided, hey, let's let you go. Um, <laughs> so, But I, I like Scherzer. Um, and then, yeah, Cole. I think I don't think that's any doubter. Um, I don't know if Max Scherzer will win it, but I'm kind of pulling for him to win it. So, Brian, what do you think on who are your two picks? I agree with you on Scherzer. I mean, I, I think he was the best, most you got, dominant You pitcher. got your eye on him, too? I've got both eyes on him. He's uh, <laughs> definitely the the best National League pitcher this year. Just he was dominant. Uh, and then AL, you got to go with Cole. I mean, uh, both those guys. I mean, I don't think anybody was beating them this year. They 
they were uh, clearly clear number ones throughout the year. Definitely Cy Young worthy. Absolutely, and I did also get to see Scherzer pitch. I only went to one Major League Baseball game this year. It was a it was a Nats game in D.C., and I actually got to see Scherzer pitch. That was actually when they dressed up as the Expos. I don't know if it was Expos weekend or Expos day, but uh, we only went to one game. But they were all dressed up in the Expos blues. Uh, Vlad Guerrero threw out the first pitch, so it's kind of cool. So it's funny that Rob said the uh, congrats to the Expos because that's kind of funny. Um, all right, guys. Well, let's switch gears. We'll go to NFL. Um, we got some Jets. Fan. No, actually, we don't have a Jets fan in here. We have Giants fans, and we have a Cardinals fan. But we'll talk kind of locally about the Jets and Giants. are kind of local here to Trumbull, Connecticut. Um, I guess the state's kind of split. Like, you could either like the Patriots from one part of the state or you like the Giants. Um, so, so, Rob, what, are your, what is your take on the Giants and or Jets right now at this point? Oh, yeah. Uh... Their they their line is still pretty terrible, and their defense is I don't know I don't I feel like they have a good team on paper, but uh, you know uh, defensive coordinator I don't know if it's just not making the right plays, not making the right reads. I mean, he's your former Arizona Cardinals defensive coordinator. He, he had a he had a great time out there. I mean, he had a great defense, and it just hasn't transitioned to New York. So I'm not sure. I mean, I like what Jones is doing. The mistakes he's making with the fumbles or interceptions, they're fixable. Um, the stuff that he's doing well, you sometimes just can't teach. You got to be, you know, have that talent. He's making the right throws. He's making the right reads. Uh, but our defense is just terrible. So I'm okay with the loss, though. I mean, everyone, our Jeff fans were all like bragging rights, but we're both going to play as many, the same amount of playoff games this year. So the Giants <laughs> went from a top 10 pick to a top three pick. So, you know, I, I'm okay with losing as long as a uh, Daniel Jones keeps learning. Peyton Manning went three and thirteen his first year, so um, I'm okay with getting a top three pick and and maybe you know getting a defensive end, getting that pass rusher, you know that next uh, next playmaker, and maybe change the defense around for next year. We'll see, and maybe take that player twenty rounds early, like Daniel Jones. Anyway, no, I won't say that. Brian, what is your uh, <laughs> what's your take? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have to agree. I mean, at, at this point, of the at this point, they're not they're not playing for anything. I mean, you lose to the Jets, big deal. You lose to anybody right now, big deal. Doesn't not, nothing really matters. Just play out the season, get yourself a nice draft pick, build that team. Uh, the quicker we can get some some top guys uh, out of college football, get them starting in the NFL, the quicker they can make that turnaround and get back to to winning some ball games because they're close. You know, they got Daniel Jones, who's turned out to be legit. You know, I want to see what he does next year, sophomore year. Uh, hopefully avoids that slump. Teams will be, you know, have a little bit more research on him. And hopefully they don't figure him out just yet. But between him, Saquon, uh, you know, the, Evan Ingram, you know, they got, they got a good offensive core there. If they can get a couple of different pieces, work on that offensive line, um, Sure up that defense a little bit. I mean, they got they got a lot. They got a long way to go. So, you know, let's just get some pieces, do as much as we can, as quickly as we can, start winning some games. Yeah, um, you know, kind of kind of pulling for you, uh, Rob. And I actually went to the Cardinals versus Giants game here in um, the New Jersey. Where is it? Meadow the Meadowlands. Um, we invited Brian, but Brian had a cold, so he had to he had to kind of stay home, which he might have appreciated because I will say the Cardinals had a great game. I was not expecting the Cardinals to win that game. Um, they were still kind of learning 
from a new coach and things, and the Giants had a lot of momentum. I was actually kind of shocked that the Cardinals beat the Giants. Um, I really wasn't expecting that. It was fun to see the Cardinals play live, honestly, as a, as a hometown team, my whole old hometown team of Arizona. And, you know, it, it was just uh, it was interesting because the Cardinals always do terrible on the East Coast when they have to fly. They just play so bad. So, again, I wasn't expecting much, but, you know, it was a good time um, when I was the only Cardinals fan in our little group, all Giants fans. Giants fans are pretty cool to me. Um, I had a Larry Fitzgerald jersey on, a lot of compliments <laughs> to Larry Fitzgerald. So big shout out to Giants fans. They were really classy about that. They all seemed to like Fitzgerald. Um, so that was, uh, pretty cool. I'm excited about the Cardinals. I, I mean, again, they're not, they're not making the playoffs we're kind of in the same boat as the Giants. Um, hopefully just building, getting better. Um, they just traded for Kendron Drake. I, I'm not really sure about that trade. I don't think that was good, a good move because I don't think we're making the playoffs this year. So I don't know if that was just a wasted trade. We'll find out. But, um, again, I, you know, we got the same thing. We got to work on our offensive line, tweak a little bit on defense. Um, but, you know, there's there's optimism. I think the Giants, you guys as Giants fans have some optimism. As a Cardinals fan, I have some optimism. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, there's even optimism with Miami. They've won a couple games now. So this is such a bizarre week. The Falcons just beat New Orleans. Um, so there, there's some bizarre stuff going on. But, eh, it is what it is, right, guys? So. Dolphins are on a winning streak. I don't know. It's yeah, bizarre. Two in a row. That's, They've won two in a row. One more. It's a streak. They are. They're swimming upstream now. So They could do it. <laughs> anyway, all right, guys. So um, another thing I was going to talk about, so we kind of touched on NFL. I'm sure we'll be talking about it a little bit more. Uh, but let's just kind of switch gears, something kind of fun. What is your favorite, like, Netflix show or the show you're kind of currently watching that you're kind of excited about or hooked into? So, Rob, we'll start with you. I already know what Brian's is going to be, but I want to hear what yours is, Rob. Mine is not exciting. Uh, I think being the elderman of the, the group is going to show off right here that I watched the Kaminsky Method. Um, it's not laugh out loud funny, but it's just funny to old guys. And I don't know, it's a quick, uh, quick, short, funny little flick that you throw on right before bed and get a couple of chuckles. But, uh, um, I don't know, check it out, but I'm the old guy. So maybe that's why I'm watching the old guy show. Who's, who's the cast in that? Oh, it's the guy, um, it's Michael Douglas and I can't remember the other guy's name from, uh, I think it was the guy who played, uh, soul in oceans 11 oh okay i can't remember oh, his that name. guy yeah he's funny yeah they, they, they make a good tandem so they are uh they're uh they make a good team so it's kind of funny so check it out it's not like laugh out loud but it's kind of fun to watch and just you know here and there that's right. good I, I i'll have to check that out brian what's uh what's yours like we kind of talked about it a bit off air but he was kind of telling us what we need to watch but yeah i've got two that you gotta watch is uh Big Mouth, which I'm sure if you've seen it, you know. Uh, and uh, I'm Sorry, which is actually a true TV show. But uh, Andrea Savage is a comedian. She's hysterical. And uh, my wife and I watched it. It, it, it. That's a very, very funny show. Uh, very relatable, too, as a Trumbull dad. And uh, having a six-year-old, a six-year-old daughter, a lot of stories and a lot of a lot of real life real life situations that that come up and it's hysterical. Uh, uh, I, I actually I definitely got a recommend on it. that. I my I told Jess about it and uh, that you had recommended it, so she started watching it without me. And uh, I've caught a few episodes, <laughs> and she too loves it enough to not you know tell me when she's watching and just goes ahead and watches herself. So 
you know, you're welcome for that. So, uh, but that is, I have quite a few episodes of that. It is pretty funny. She's good in that. Yeah. Have to watch that too. I've, uh, I've been kind of watching, well, I've kind of watched F is for family. That's another like animated comedy series, not for kids. Um, it's pretty, pretty funny. Uh, big mouth's pretty funny, obviously with these guys. Um, yeah, I think those are the the one I kind of fall asleep to that uh, I've been kind of doing is Frasier. Have you guys ever watched Frasier from like the nineties? Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I've just kind of. I think got it's YouTube just, TV, right? Yeah, I just got YouTube. Yeah, TV. you watch uh, Cozy. <laughs> yeah. So it's it, yeah, it's kind of fun to to kind of watch that one. Obviously, it's from the, from the nineties. It's like you know, kind of nostalgic of when you were a kid. That was kind of on. Your parents would watch it, and now it's kind of funny because you're an adult. Um, so I've been kind of watching that on Netflix. Uh, but I'm, I think I'm going to look into that. I'm sorry, one and. The Kaminsky method is that the right phrase of it? Uh, uh, Kaminsky method. Kaminsky method. There you go. Um, yeah. And actually, I was just telling these guys too that um, we have we have Amazon Prime, and we don't really watch it, but I happen to just have it on today. Found this old movie from the 1991. It's the uh, Necessary Roughness. A lot of great actors in it. I like Rob Schneider got his start in that. Um, a lot of guys that are in football movies started in there. Um, just just a you know good good chuckle movie i mean it's not anything spectacular but there's there's definitely some funny parts now that i'm older and follow uh the the heartbreak of my own team so i was just telling these guys about that kind of had the whole nostalgia of like oh i watched this as a kid because i loved football movies no matter what it was and kind of watched it for the first time in a very long time so um all right boys we're kind of wrapping it up here so we'll give you guys the last word um brian we'll start with you Ooh, i got nothing let's go rangers yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'll All take right, I'll take a I'll take a correction. Uh, Carl Reiner was the guy in Ocean's Eleven, and Alan Alden is the guy in Kaminsky Method. So I apologize, but if you look at their IMDb, they look like they could be you know eighty nine year old twins. So you know my fault, but check it out anyway. And uh, go Mets. Oh, actually, go Islanders. Ah, Second place, baby. Jeez. Oh, All right. Well, I guess since we have an NHL theme, I'll say go ahead and go go Coyotes. I'm not sure how they're doing. I think they're in the middle of the road, middle of the pack. A little pun there because they're coyotes. Um, kind of exciting, actually. Brian just informed me right before we started this podcast. The coyotes are on TV here in Connecticut. So after this podcast, I will be watching them play. Who are they playing, Brian? Did you say they were playing? Who are the coyotes uh, playing? I don't know who they're playing. Blackhawks, maybe? I if it's know. not the Rangers, he doesn't know. Uh, they're playing the Capitals. They're playing Capitals. Washington. Capitals. I think your, Capitals. Uh, your, your foster city. The Capitals. Nah, I haven't. I haven't chopped on the Capitals bandwagon. I went to the. I like the Nats because I've gone to so many Nats games. Um, but anyway, watch that. So, all right, boys. Well, good. To, good to be back. Obviously, we've seen each other a lot, but good to be back on the podcast. We'll. Uh, we'll get back to doing this weekly. We've had some colds and other excuses. We'll just leave here. So, anyway, all right for uh, for Rob and Brian and myself. Have a great night.